John chapter 19 today for our Monday uh, Thursday, yes, Easter Holy Week uh, reflection. I'll read verses 1 to 16 of chapter 19 and then um, we'll reflect on it together. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realise I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free. But the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement. Which in, Aramaic, which is in Aramaic is Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king. But Caesar, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. From the deeply serious to the deeply ridiculous, um, I don't know whether you've heard the Alanis Morissette song, Ironic. It's like rain on your wedding day. It's a shame, but it's not actually ironic, is it? Um, it's a free ride when you've already paid. That's a bit annoying, but it's not ironic. It's the good advice that you just didn't take. Well, that's your, your own fault, isn't it? but it's not ironic. Um, unless, of course, the great irony of the song entitled Ironic is that there is no irony within. That would be ironic. Well, John and God uses irony to much better effect, you'll be pleased to know, than Alanis Morissette in our passage, because the, the very events that, were, that seem to suggest that Jesus is no king at all are in fact the very events that not only show him to be king, but show him the sort of king he is. 
because he's been he's flogged and then he's he's given this crown of thorns and a purple robe um, and the, the soldiers instead of giving him the kiss of loyalty that you might a king they come up to him and shout hail king of the jews one by one probably and then slap around the face hail king of the jews slap hail king of the jews slap and yet the emphasis of that little section it's not so much about the pain as about the shame and we're left asking is this guy really the king he can't possibly be the king and yet Pilate then goes outside and declares that Jesus is innocent and um and then we've got even more irony because we have Israel's sworn enemy and oppressor defending, protecting, declaring innocent Israel's king, while we have Israel condemning their king and wanting him killed. And they're right. There was a law against blasphemy, a blasphemy punishable by death. And, um, and so we've, we've got this question, not just about kingship but authority because maybe Pilate he was probably he might have been in a position a better position to um, understand Jesus's divinity um, than the Jews who were monotheists thought there was one God couldn't be another God but Pilate he seems to be a bit disturbed by this claim hang on you're the son of God that's why he asked the question um, where are you from and that's the killer question isn't it what he's asking is so are you God or are you just a man? Well, Jesus doesn't answer him. Uh, and that I, that uh, annoys Pilate. And uh, he's, he's, so he responds, you know, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who has the authority here, Jesus? Don't you know that I have authority over you? I can kill you or I could uh, release you. And yet we know, um, we, we already know really where the authority lies because Jesus has already said that his power comes from above, which is why he, he um, uh, where is it? Where, uh, he says that any power that he has has been given to him. Given to him, in fact, by Jesus, who is God whose kingdom is out of this world. And so actually we have Jesus declaring, yeah, he, he is the king. And so from that moment, Pilate tries to free him, but the crowd are having none of it. And then you have this um, uh, funny bit in verse 13 where, where they come out and Pilate sits on the uh, judgment seat. And, um, and yet the... The, there's ambiguity about who's actually doing the sitting. Is it Pilate sitting? You know, because when you, you, you can use sit in two different ways, can't you? You say, I sit on a chair or I sat my grandmother down or whatever. And that's that same sort of ambiguity. Is Pilate here on the seat in all authority? Or has he sat Jesus? 
together with his crown of thorns and his bloody yet purple robe. Mocked, shamed, and yet the real king. And yet there's one little extra bit, because he is a particular type of king uh, that uh, we need to reckon with. Because we're told, we're reminded the time of day, we're reminded what day in the time of day, it was the day of preparation of the, hand, of the Passover. It was about noon. The Passover, when Israel was rescued from Egypt after um, sacrificing their lambs, kept safe from that last plague and rescued from Egypt and slavery to freedom and uh, got the promised land. And they're celebrating that. And so just as Jesus is being presented as the king across all of Israel, lambs are being slain to remember God's rescue. And here we have Jesus being prepared to be slain for God's greater rescue. You see, that's the sort of king we have in Jesus. The king who is definitely king, but a king who came to be a sacrifice, who would be about to sacrifice uh, himself to die, that we might be forgiven, that we might go free, that we might enjoy eternal perfect presence with God, life in God in all its fullness. Sure, it looks like Jesus is no king at all, a shamed king, and yet this is the king who died so that we might have life. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the Lord Jesus, who even as the world was uniting against him and committing him to death, died for the sins of the world, so that those who believe in him might have life, have it to the full, have it in his name. And we pray that this Easter, we would love our very precious King Jesus, who died for us. Amen. Mm -hmm.